divine child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I'm a divine child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I am great mother, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, yin, divine mother. Cosmic womb, deep space, the moon. Dark matter, the void, the black hole, Hattar, Isis, Diana. Mommy, Ishtar, Kali, Mammy, and Mother Mary. Hey. I am your mother. Hey. Welcome to Great Mother Speaks. Welcome to this beautiful, glorious day and this time, the best and the worst of times. Today we're going to be talking about what Great Mother has in store for us. This is not a prediction podcast. This is the eternal blessings that we are offered as dearly loved divine children of the Great Mother, Father God, who were never judged, condemned, or left alone. I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse, musing you to manifest your divinity identity. And what is that? It is who we are. As divine children of the great mother, father, God, we are gods and goddesses, right? We are dearly loved divine beings in human form, which is a divine form. Isn't it fascinating how the soul will incarnate in this physical form we call us, have this cosmic calculus through our birth chart that's completely set up if you know how to read it and understand it and tells you where your soul has come from, what it is intending to do this lifetime, how it wants to do it, and releases this form to move on to another experience, just like we do in everyday life. We have different forms of experiences, different manifestations of experiences. It's fascinating. It's wonderful. These are the promises of our divinity. It's the reality, whether we're conscious of it or not. It's just that we're living in a time where our cognitive bandwidth is expanding to include this ancient wisdom in kind of a updating, recalibrating, and upgrading of our cognitive software at this time. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So I'm here in my small capacity to assist in that upgrading process. I am going through it. I've been through a lot, which is why I am channeling Great Mother. I have been through Mama Drama Trauma, and I support other individuals in healing their own Mama Drama Trauma. We can talk about that another time, or you can go to greatmotherspeaks.info or mamadramadrama.info. For more information, the YouTube channels are there as well for information about that. Today, though, We're talking about the overall human condition of identity. And whatever trauma we experience, it's always about this dissociative traumatic event that occurs that lets us know our coping mechanisms are no longer sufficient. 
You know, we do this dance with life, don't we? We try to avoid things that we don't like or we don't want to experience or are too challenging. We feel we don't have the capacity to handle. And we just kind of live in these self-edited, self-modified boxes, if you will, until we're challenged to, or pulled out of that box, we're challenged into a greater way of being. And sometimes those challenges hit us at the core. And what we thought we could handle, we cannot. What we thought we could endure, we experience and do not have the coping mechanisms to handle. So what we are expanding our notion of is ourselves. The rub and what we're hearing so much about these days is our attachment to form, our attachment to our body, to our identity, to who we are, to who we say we are and what we believe. We're so attached to it, we believe that's all we are, but we are so much more. This incarnation is one of many. As Great Mother always says, we have many skulls in the ground. Some of us have more skulls in the ground than others. It's not a competition. And that's a whole nother story. It really is not a competition, how many skulls in the ground you have. Just just, just believe that. <laughs> it is not that that determines whether or not someone is better or worse, wiser or dumber or anything like that. Um, so what has Great Mother promised us in terms of identity? It's not a promise. A better way of saying it is what is. I'm sure if you looked at that etymologically in terms of the origin of the word promise, I am positive, root word pro, P-R, pretty, you know, the Tamil, the Sanskrit for origin of life, P-R, you know, it's like, that's just what it is. We are dearly loved divine children of the great mother, father, God, who were never judged, condemned, or left alone. And so that's the identity. That's the identity we live by. It's what we know. It is how we experience life if we claim that as our birthright. And in order to claim that birthright, We acknowledge we are divine and therefore have the birthright, this is what we claim, as our life, the way we live, is to be happy, healthy, and whole. That is what is promised to us. That is the identity that is the origin of all things. That's the relic. We were talking about the definition of relic in the first episode and Great Mother speaking to us through this definition. And a relic is something that 
we have associated with great value, even though it is that which remains after decay of the rest. We'll hold on to it. You know, that picture, we'll hold on to, you know, that piece of jewelry. We'll hold on to that spiritual text. We'll hold on to teaching a particular practice or way of being in order to be happy, healthy, and whole. And so whatever that form we are holding on to is that through which our soul is breathing life to have this physical experience. And so this relic is a unique composition of cosmic matter. The stars, the planets, all uniquely comprised based on the time, place, and location of birth. There's a pinpointed snapshot of the cosmos taken at that time that reflects that unique composition of divinity. And you can read that from the ancient Sanskrit, Tamil, the Vedic teaching of Joytish, the science of the light that comes through this form. This is the Vedic astrology that the moon sign readings are done through. Why not book a moon sign reading at greatmotherspeaks.info? It's like having your very own internal homing device. Yeah, it's good to know where Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all that stuff is in your chart. And the aspects are really important because they tell you your defaults, what you default to emotionally, what you default to in relationships and why. My specialization is looking at where your soul is evolving to. So go there right now and get a moon sign reading. It's Vedic astrology, so it focuses on the moon. Just click moon sign reading and use coupon code POWER2020 for 35% off now. And so when looking at that origin, what we find is not only is this the value of all things that remains after decay of the rest, it is a memento held in veneration. It is worshipped. But when we worship an identity that consists of shame, blame, and guilt. And this is what I teach in the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck. It's a six-suit deck based on the acronym ASPIRE because we aspire to live in loving detachment from that identity of shame, blame, and guilt. And so doing your readings on a daily basis is a grieving process. It's based on the five steps of grieving from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's study of geriatric uh, transition into death. She was a sociologist and she studied, and psychologist, and she studied what happens with our elders in that period of life transitioning from life in this form into the next. We're going back to source center as we know we do to have our life review. And what's happening? That's a grieving process. Grief is simply letting go. We grieve every month when great mother is at her apex. 
the full moon. We begin that process of illuminating what is making us happy, healthy, and whole in our lives. That's why the full moon is so wild because it's like, okay, what is the real deal? How am I really experiencing my form right now? And that full moon illuminates it. And the week after that is the third quarter moon, that half moon with the dark side on the right in the northern hemisphere, vice versa in the southern. That's the release moon that is really about letting go materially, letting go consciously on an internal level of thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors. We work with the deck, which is based on the lunar phases. And this acronym ASPIRE, A stands for acknowledging. We have to acknowledge where we are in our lives with shame, blame, and guilt. We have to self-inquire the S. Is it true that I am not worthy? to be happy, healthy, and whole. We process what it is that is keeping us in that old identity so that we can know what to release during the full moon and the waning moon phase. And then we have enough integrity, I, to tell ourselves the truth about where we are in this process with regard to our divinity and how well are we opening up to it? How are we opening up to it today? as opposed to yesterday. This is how we develop in practical, real terms, our divinity identity. And my role is simply to facilitate this spiritual rebirth in a way that allows you to stay in that integrity with yourself, with compassion, with love, with forgiveness. Forgiveness is letting go as well. And the R, that is what allows for the resurrection, being in that place of integrity with love, being in that place of integrity without shame, blame, and guilt. We release shame, blame, and guilt with the rebirth because the rebirth symbolizes the R is the full moon, the revelation, the rebirth, the illumination, the release, the so that the light can fully shine through. And the E is that waning moon phase of the suit of emancipation, that waning phase. And then the E, of course, is really about um, living in loving detachment from the shame, blame, and guilt so that we can embrace our divinity identity. That divinity identity is our coping mechanism. That becomes how we handle things in life and not as a preemptive attitude because we're focused on a material approach to life where we have to defend ourselves and we have to anticipate every little thing. We stay aware. Again, we are expanding our cognitive bandwidth here. So we don't shut down once we've reached emancipation. Now, in the processing phase, many times seclusion is really necessary, and that's how working with the Oracle deck helps you to stay in that self-compassion, in that integrity, in that self-inquiry, and work on the emancipation from the shame, blame, and guilt in safety. You know, processing is about 
defining, establishing, and maintaining healthy boundaries. We have to learn how to do that coming out of mama drama trauma. And MDT is a planetary dysfunction, by the way. It's not just relocated to, you know, just a few people. Now, those of us who are willing, able, and available to heal it is a minuscule percentage of the general population of the planet who has this. But this is what's happening now. You know, Great Mother is calling us to this place of integrity at this time. So our new identity allows for a new coping mechanism based on, okay, I'm really being treated disrespectfully and spoken to in a really angry manner all the time. Uh, by this individual, and I'm a divine child. It's my birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. This is not making me happy. I am not experiencing my divinity identity. And so this is the handling. Now it becomes more of, as opposed to an offensive uh, way of attack and planning, the new defensive mechanism is basically about working those boundaries in an emancipated way. So in other words, it's I'm not experiencing happiness, health, or wholeness in this situation, so I have a choice to make. I am having a toxic relationship with this individual, which means I'm not being seen or heard, and so I get to decide how to use my Mars. Mars is all about desire, and where that is in our chart and our moon and how they aspect tell us what our defaults are. And how we typically approach that kind of situation with that kind of individual. And depending on our charts to be extreme and stereotypes for the purpose of learning, we will either have a Martian moon type of a situation where we are extremely aggressive in how we deal with that situation and our default is to therefore feel relaxed, quote unquote, happy, healthy and whole by doing that and controlling the person in the situation or speaking out and that kind of thing. Or we'll be on the other end of the continuum and be extremely passive in that situation. And that recoiling into oneself is the place of safety and soothing and happiness, health, and wholeness. But we know that that's not true happiness, health, or wholeness on either extreme. By knowing what your default is, you can fall somewhere in the middle, and the middle is balance. The middle is equilibrium. The middle is health. Okay? Happiness. Happiness is just being content, you know? Um, Content with life, content with living in the moment, not wanting to escape out of our skin all the time. Okay, that's what addictions are about. Addictions are simply about us trying to avoid pain. That's the most basic definition of any and all addiction. It's, excuse me, it's pain avoidance. So what pain do we have to avoid when we know that we have claimed our birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole? So back to our example. I know what my defaults are. I know my cosmic calculus. That's the way I tend to go. But eh, I really don't feel all that happy when I'm too passive or when I'm too aggressive. So I have a conscious choice, expansion of bandwidth here, with my divinity identity. I can make a conscious choice to use my Martian energy, which Mars is all about desire, what I want, 
to be clear about what it is I want in this situation. I'm a divine child. I get to choose what I want. Is this relationship worth this dynamic? Because I know I can't control that person and be happy. I know I can't do that. So that's my priority because I'm claiming my birthright. See, that's my job. Just like any royal in the world, if you are a member of that royal court, you have been initiated into that court. You didn't just get it just because you were born. Your blood will always be royal blood. We will always be divine children. And we will always have the birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. But are you conscious of it? Have you claimed that staff? Have you donned that crown in order to walk in it? And we claim that staff every day and we don that crown every day through a certain way we carry ourselves, just like any other member of any other royal court, as above, so below. That was based on the laws and the principles of what Great Mother is sharing with us through divinity identity, what we see on earth. And so we know what we see on earth is only a carbon copy of the original. And so this relic of understanding of who we are, what we are, and what our birthright is, is so important because in that kind of a situation, I get to say, this relationship is important to me. Or no, it really isn't. I'm really just making a transaction here, and I'm about to get my change back and walk out the store. So, uh, no. Or this relationship is important. I have to have an ongoing dynamic with this individual for business or for family or whatever. And then we get to look at our moon. And it's various aspects, of course, but that's the emotional, intuitive space when we look at Vedic astrology. And I get to say, this is a toxic relationship in which I'm not being seen or heard. How am I not being seen? How am I not being heard? And is this person yet another divine child who's simply mirroring back to me the love I need to focus on giving myself. Right now, in this specific situation, I am upset because they shared something I did not want shared, something personal. And so is this person in this situation betraying me? Or did I betray myself in the first place by disclosing it to this individual? It's just a process of self-inquiry that's very practical that we learn by practicing the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck and by always realizing our birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. And so now I exit that situation empowered as opposed to being disempowered. Empowered with what? Not some inflated sense of control or deflated sense of internal self-soothing, but from a very balanced place of soothing myself because I took charge of a situation that I didn't know whether or not I'd be able to handle, but because I took the time to do the internal work, not only did I handle that situation, which ultimately in and of itself is not 
that important or it's not more important than my internal processing of it that allows me to claim my staff. Staff symbolically is a stick, traditionally from a strong oak or some other strong tree that can hold up a man or a woman in the elder years. And that stick being that rod in the tarot that has to do with the wind, you know, and being flexible. In old age, we, we're, we're inflexible, but the symbology of being held up by something that at one point in its evolution and development as a tree had to sway with the wind, and no matter how old it gets, its new life always does. New limbs, new leaves. We have to have that part of ourselves that's willing to blow with the wind at all times in our life. All the elements need to function, even as we get older. That function of wind, the function of water, the function of earth, the function of fire. These balance points, okay? And so the symbology that Great Mother speaks through and what we had in her uh, great Mother Speaks rap there, um, that's the brag rap, you know, bragging on divinity identity. That's something worth bragging about and what I love assisting people with. I love assisting people with developing divinity identity. So sign up for the weekend um, divinity identity support group if you're interested in this type of thing because what we do is we really Go through what I just explained, you know, looking at what our identity is and what it's based on. We have such illustrious backgrounds and identities. It's just amazing, the DNA and the cosmic calculus, how through our birth chart, I call it cosmic calculus, everything is just filtered through the right parentage and the right, that's that pre, that pratika, that Sanskrit word that means the origin, the relic, you know, it comes from that soul space. Everything is very carefully and exactly calculated for our soul to incarnate in a specific time, place, day, and location of your birth. And that's it. You know, that is you. Um, A lot can be gleaned from that. And we just make that transition with everyone from who we know ourselves to be in the material form and really what the back end of that is. You know, unscrewing, you know, that machine from the back and really being able to go back there and look at what are we made of? You know, what what is behind all this that's the operating mechanism of this emotionally with the moon, you know, our soul presence and essence with the sun, you know, with our ascendant, how the soul is filtering its essence through this lifetime, you know, what is our gifting to the world, our relationship with the collective, our family, our siblings, our money, our marriage, our career. What are we here to learn through those things? I want to share with you a story that Great Mother gave me about our karma. And when we're talking about our divinity identity, What centrally comes up in these groups is if my divinity identity 
gives me the birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. And I'm doing these practices. Why is it so hard for me? (laughs) Why is this so hard if it's my birthright, right? That's a smart question, (laughs) you know? And we allow ourselves to be in this place of innocence on our Zoom meets because it's necessary for us to claim it all, not just in part, but the children part too. We are divine children. And so she gave me this story so that we can open up to that childlike essence of who we truly are. And it goes something like this. I'm sure I'll be telling it from now until because when I prayed for the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck, she gave me Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And that became, each scene of that movie became a card in the deck. I'm from Kansas. And so um, I know the story backwards and forwards. If it wasn't in a play, one year it was going to be in some performance the next. And um, Dorothy's dear to my heart. I was called Dorothy in college, as a matter of fact. So story and storytelling and the signs and the symbols are a very integral part of this explanation Great Mother offers us in response to that question. Why does claiming my birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole as a divine child have to be so hard? Why not book a moon sign reading at greatmotherspeaks.info? It's like having your very own internal homing device. Yeah, it's good to know where Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all that stuff is in your chart. And the aspects are really important because they tell you your defaults, what you default to emotionally, what you default to in relationships, and why. My specialization is looking at where your soul is evolving to. So go there right now and get a moon sign reading. It's Vedic Astrology, so it focuses on the moon. Just click moon sign reading and use coupon code POWER2020 for 35% off now. I just want you to relax and listen to a story. And at the end of the story, I want you to... Give me your feedback as to where you are today in relationship to where you were. Just being here in this moment right now. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Speaking of cosmic calculus, when we're born as dearly loved divine children of the great mother, father, God, we're all born with a completely different gift. That's why they're different gods and goddesses. One god has the gift of warriorship. Another one has a gift of controlling the fires. Another has the gift of bringing children into the world. We all have our unique gifts. And some of us, when we're born into that birth family, all we got to do is get big enough to walk around and see what we want, and our gift is right there. It's right there. We born into it, and we get to a certain age where it's not so much what the birth family wants, 
we get up and we start walking around and seeing the world for ourselves and we start wanting to live for ourselves. But in order for us to be happy, healthy, and whole, we have to know who we are. And if that birth family has taught us you are divine, you are royalty, you are a dearly loved child, the great mother, father, God, whatever you put your heart to is yours. We All we got to do when we get ready to walk is open the door and our gift is standing right there outside the threshold. And we just bring it back into the door to our family and we are bountiful once again. Others of us, when we're born into our birth family and we get up and we start walking around to find our gift to share with the world, we got to walk past that threshold on down the street around the corner and our gift is over there. Then others of us, we have to get up, walk around the corner, walk all the way down the street and ask for directions. But then still, still, even still, some of us and our birth family, we get up and we want to look for our gift at a certain age and we turn the corner and we walk down the street and we ask for directions. We get on down the street and we realize we don't forget what we needed to get the gift. We need something to get the gift and, and, and we knew that we needed it, but we forgot. And so we got to go back home, got to find whether or not where it is and bring it on back up the street around the corner. We know where we're going now, so we just keep on walking, but we got to walk on to the river to get our gift. And then we get to the river and get our gift. But even still, some of us, some of us, when we get to the river, we still got a way to go. But we realize, dog, to get across the river, I gotta go home and I gotta give me some paddles. I gotta get something to get across this river. Gotta carry that load of what we need to get our gift back, going back to the house, get us some paddles, carry them too, going up the road around the corner to the river and start swimming. Start swimming, carrying all our stuff. And then even still, some of us, we got our stuff, but once we get across the river, the direction said, once we see the mountain, it's around the corner to the right. Two more miles. It ain't a mountain in sight. Yeah, I get there. Ain't a mountain in sight. So we don't know when we got the wrong direction, but we just got a long way to go. So we go ahead and we go to sleep. But when we wake up in the morning, our stuff is gone. And what we needed to get the gift is gone. Somebody done stole our stuff. So we got to go back to our hometown and try to simulate the stuff that we had to get our gift and try to get it. And then, and then, and then we go back and we carry all this new stuff with the paddles to get across the river. And that since we see we got a long way to go, we had to pick up some groceries. And so we lugging. We lugging, we swimming across the river with all this stuff. But this time, when we go to sleep, we have to bury it. Well, we smart now, ain't nobody gonna take our, my stuff. I'm buried right here, I'm buried right here. We buried in the ground, you know. And we get up and we stay there for a while. Eat, 
But we go on and we forget what we've buried in the ground. And we go on to the city. And we stay in that city for a while. And then something just keep on, just keep on, just keep on, just keep on, just keep on till we have to go to our knees and we got a bad great mother. What is it that I need to get my gift? I know I got a gift. I done seen people have a gift. All my life I've been traveling since I was born. It was people in my family. They got their gift. Where's my gift? And great mother said, well, you got what you need to get it? Great mother did say I, I was gonna have to take what I need to get it. And I done left it way back there. And we gotta go back and dig it up. We gotta dig it up. And that's what this thing is. You know, we are all dearly loved divine children, great mother, father, God. But for some of us, until we dig up our gifts, our talents, our abilities, we won't have them. See, some people can have them immediately through all their sensory organs and physically, materially, their family is letting them know that they're given. They got all the, the, the sensory perception, the tangible confirmation right there. And then some people got to earn it a little bit and develop a talent and develop work. But then others of us, once you get around that astrological wheel, up until that last fourth deacon of the signs, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, you got planets up in there, you gotta dig that gift up. And until you dig it up, you're not gonna have the energy points. You're not gonna have the karmic points that you need to render that experience into the physical world. You bring it into the physical world. Why is it so hard to claim and live our birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole? There you have it. There you have it. That not only explains why it's so hard, but inspires you to aspire to manifest, to birth that into your life as the reward is far greater than the difficulty. Why not book a moon sign reading at greatmotherspeaks.info? It's like having your very own internal homing device. Yeah, it's good to know where Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all that stuff is in your chart. And the aspects are really important because they tell you your defaults, what you default to emotionally, what you default to in relationships and why. My specialization is looking at where your soul is evolving to. So go there right now and get a moon sign reading. It's Vedic Astrology, so it focuses on the moon. Just click moon sign reading and use coupon code POWER2020 for 35% off now. Great mother speaks. I am a child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I'm a divine child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I am great mother that stills my voice of the Holy Spirit and divine mother. Cosmic womb, deep space, the moon. Dark matter, the void, the black hole, Hatter, Isis, Diana. Mommy, Easter, Kylie, Mammy, and Mother Mary. I am your mother. So whether you're hearing this message for the first time today or the hundredth or the thousandth time, 
that it's not about karma being hard. It's not about being unworthy of a birthright that someone else has, but it's about our unique cosmic calculus in relationship to our gifts, our talents and abilities. Have we used them in our lifetimes in a way that allows us to benefit from those past actions? And those past actions could be what we judge good or bad. Great Mother, Father, God are the final assessors of what balances the cosmos. And we need dark and light as dark and light is within us with the sun and the moon symbolized in our chart with great father energy great mother energy within us and all of these other different aspects that we sometimes judge harshly ourselves or have experiences that compel us to bury them deeply within ourselves in order to survive we have forgotten our divinity And in that process of excavation, and sometimes some of us in that digging deep process, all myths, and this one included, can be told many different ways. Some people might have to dig down to the core of the earth or past blocks and bricks of ice. Which brings us to Lono Black Soul, produced the beats for the brag rap. I love this, love this, love this. And I hope you do too. The video is on the homepage at greatmotherspeaks.info. This is our gift to you today with regard to divinity identity. And above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you. And I do too. I am Great Mother, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit and Divine Mother. Cosmic.